Welcome to Meaning Over Money, a different kind of financial podcast where money is never about money. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so excited to have you here. We hope you're having an awesome week. And regardless of when you're listening to this, we hope it adds value to your journey. And if it does add value, it would mean the world to us if you would share with a friend or if you're on Apple to rate and review our show. It makes a big difference. On episode 25, and we'll link it in the show notes, on episode 25, we talked about why we believe women are better than men at handling money. And as I expected, there was a lot of feedback, a lot of controversy about this episode. And so I thought today, let's, let's talk about some of the feedback, some of the engagement that we received, and um, answer a few questions that came out of that. So first, I had a lot of women and men reach out and tell me that I was indeed correct uh, when I said women are better at money than men. And so got a lot of fun stories of, of men talking about how their wives were so awesome with money and how their wives helped do this the right way and how some of the reasons why I said men aren't as good with money, namely pride and the need for achievement and using it as a scorecard. Men were saying, that's right. Don't like it, but you got me. You got me. That That's true. And so it was fun to engage with a lot of the husbands who were, were I think, humble enough to admit that maybe this is true or there was a, 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 um, a sliver of truth to this as I was talking. And so um, that was fun to receive. Then again, I had a lot of people tell me I was wrong. And so I had, I had actually had one husband, he reached out and he said, he goes, it's not fair, Travis, men have more expensive hobbies. And I was thinking, I had never thought about that before, but as him and I were talking about it, I'm like, man, you are right. Men have really expensive hobbies, the hunting and the fishing um, and you name it, the collecting. Men just t- tend to have more expensive hobbies. And so women, where are your expensive hobbies at? Um, wh- what are yours? Because I think stereotypically the male-centered hobbies are indeed pretty expensive and so we got a good chuckle at that. And uh, his excuse was, well, Travis, it's not fair. I just have more expensive hobbies than her. Thus, I'm set up to fail. So had a good laugh at that. I had some men reach out and uh, they were kind of upset. And uh, like not in, a, in an aggressive way, but I, I just think they disagreed with it. They just flat out disagreed. They said, no, Travis, women are more emotional with money than men. Because if you haven't listened to that episode, I made the argument that one of the reasons women are better than men at money is because women are not emotional with money. Women are emotional about a lot of things, stereotypically, but money is not one of them. Men are emotional with money. And so some of these men said, no, Travis, you are wrong. Women are more emotional with money. And I would always ask them a follow-up question and I would say, okay, does your wife help with the finances in your household? And the answer is no. Does your wife handle the money? No. Does your wife play a role in the decision-making? No. And every single time a man said that his wife was more emotional with money, he would follow up to my questions and say, well, his wife's not involved with money. And so here's my perspective on that. The wife is more emotional theoretically around money because she's not actually handling money. And so women, I think, are in general more emotional. And you took 
the financial piece out of her hands, whether it was intentional or not. If she's not involved, she's not handling the money. So she doesn't even have a a chance to not be emotional with money because you've taken that weapon out of her hands. And so my argument is if she has some some control, some measure of decision-making, and you're a team in this, I think that's when you will see emotion leave because women are, are in fact less emotional with money. But when we take that tool out of their hands, that whole argument goes up in smoke because they're not actually handling money. They're not handling the finances. So my encouragement to those husbands is bring your wife into it. Do this together. Delegate some of it to her because I think what you will find is when she takes ownership of it, you'll find she's really good at it. But we can't keep our wife on the outside looking in on the finances. That will not go well. I promise you that. That will not go well. Somebody asked me, how many of my male clients are uncoachable? And the answer is none. And there's two reasons for that. Number one, I try to only bring on clients that are coachable. And I'm not trying to say men aren't coachable. I'm just saying men tend to be less coachable than women. And there are really coachable men. And then there are not. And there's the same thing with women. But I think you tend to find more uncoachable men for the reasons that we talked about in episode 25. And so I tried to discern that as we're, as we're having these discovery meetings and the onboarding. Are both spouses fully in? And if the answer is no, I won't bring them on as a client. I won't let them hire me. And I think the other answer is if somebody's not coachable, I'll fire them. And I don't fire them in a mean way. I just, I don't want people to waste their time or their money on coaching and their energy if they're not coachable because we're not going to get their money's worth out of it. We're not going to see meaningful fruit from that relationship. And so I have made a few mistakes. I've had, I've had to let go of a few clients and uh, I don't have any hard feelings towards them. I sincerely want them to have value added to their life. And unfortunately with where they're at, I wasn't going to be able to add the value for what it was costing them. And so at the moment, I don't have any uncoachable men. So males, if you are, if you are a current client of mine, I am telling you, you are coachable and you are kicking butt. And so I'm proud of all of you. Um, somebody else asked me, what if men are coachable? Because I, I focused on men being uncoachable in general. But what if a man is coachable? This is a woman asking, presumably, presumably a wife. And I would say if a male is coachable... It's game over. It's game over because if a, if a man is focusing more on getting it right than they are on being right, the two things that I talked about that are, that are to their detriment, they're using money as a scorecard and their desire for achievement and their pride and ego, those things actually play in their favor. When people are coachable and they want to succeed and they buy in to the bigger vision for their family – You can't stop them. You can't stop a dude that has passion and a purpose and he wants to succeed. You can't stop that. And so what I would say, if a man is coachable, it's game over, especially if he has a partner. If he has a partner and they're doing it together, absolute game 
over. And those are my favorite clients, the ones where the husband and the wife are equal in their, their engagement on this topic, and they have unity, they both buy in, and they both want to be coachable. There's nothing they can't accomplish. And so that's my encouragement to men. Us men are less coachable in general, but when we are coachable, when we can humble ourselves to do that, there's no telling what's possible. So I talked about how men have pride and they have ego and they use money as a scorecard. And I've had a couple women ask me and they'll say, Travis, that's my husband. You're explaining my husband. What do I do about it? Well, first, don't send him my podcast episode. Please don't send him episode 25. A few of you did. That didn't end well. <laughs> that, that just didn't end well, and it's not going to end well. Sending, sending your husband a podcast where some other dude is telling them that they're, they have too much ego and too much pride, bad idea. That's a, that's a wife fail. Um, don't do that. Um, but here's, here's what, here, and all jokes aside, here's what I do think can help. The first thing I think we can do is explain how important this is to you. As, as, as his wife, explain how important this is to you and why. What does it mean to you? He needs to know. Just telling him he needs to do better or, or he needs to get his, his act straight on the money stuff, that's not going to solve anything. In fact, that might push him further away. That might embolden him to go do his own thing even more. Nobody wants that. Then you have to let him know that you need him to be a leader in this area. Not the leader necessarily. Some of you do. Some of you are going to think and say, hey, I need you to be the leader. But, but in general, we just need him to be a leader. We need to do this together. And you need to let him know it's important that he leads his family well, that he steps up and he is, a, he is a, um, an influence of good in this area. That will, that, as, a, as a dude, that moves the needle for us. When our spouse says, I need you to be a leader in this area, it's hard not to respond positively because we want to be that as husbands and as fathers. We want to do that. So invite him into that. And then we have to understand he's always going to be wired like that. Men are just wired differently and some men are wired much differently. And so the goal shouldn't be to change his wiring. If, if you're, you think that he's not going to have that pride and that ego piece and that he's not going to view something as a scorecard, he probably always will to some extent. Now, we could lessen. But the goal isn't to get him to change his wiring, but rather to get him to change his behavior. You want him to adjust his behavior to use his unique wiring that God gave him. Use his wiring for good. And that he can take those pieces that can be a detriment they can be that strength. When I talked about the, the husbands that are coachable, if he can use that as his strength in this arena, it could be so powerful for your family. And so those, that's my encouragement to you. If, that, if I'm speaking about your husband, those are the things that we can do to get him on board. We can explain how, why it's important, how it's important and why. We can let him know that we need him to be a leader in this area and we can not force him to change his wiring, but adjust his behavior. Next, this, this one's hard. My husband won't let me be involved with the finances. I actually heard this from a lot of women. And so first, 
I think we, we may, not, not everybody, but some of us, we may need to take a step back and consider if there are deeper issues. Because again, money's never about money. It's always about something bigger. And if you have a husband or a wife for that matter, if it's the other way around, same thing. If you have a spouse that won't let you be involved in the finances, counseling may be warranted. There might be something deeper we need to get at before the money stuff's even relevant. And so, so you can analyze your own situation and assess that may be something. And, and, and I hope that the stereotype or the, the stigma, I should say, of counseling has, has lessened over the years. My wife and I have been adamant users and advocates for counseling for a long time. We've been getting counseling for a decade. And at first it was to save our marriage. And in, most, in, in recent years, it's been to help our marriage be even better. And we go through seasons. We go through seasons of struggle. We go through seasons of, of celebration. And counseling has always been part of that. And, and so that may be a step that you need to take with your spouse to get, to, to get on that same page. And I think this, uh, this idea of, of a husband not letting their wife be involved in the finances, it's especially common in families where the husband has a finance or accounting background. If the husband is educated or has a vocation in the finance or accounting world, there's a, there's a chance in there that they just don't, they don't want your opinion. They are quote unquote experts and it's to their detriment. And I've seen a lot of that. In fact, the most uncoachable men and the ones who are least likely to let their wives play an equal role in the finances almost, almost every time are accountants or finance people. And I get it because I came from the finance world. So I get that. And so I think what we can do is we can tell him we don't want to take this stuff from him, but we want to be involved with him. We don't want to take it from him. We want to be involved with him. And, and we're, not, we're not trying to devalue his expertise or his giftedness in this area. No, no. He might be extremely gifted, but we, all, but we both need to be involved in it. And, and like my wife and I, I'm always going to be the one that does the finances, but it's so important that she's in the game. She's involved in the decision-making, that she has a 50-50 say on everything we do, even though I'm going to be the one who executes it. It's just a reality. She doesn't want to. I like it, and so naturally I'm going to do it. And, or we might ask, ask our husbands to delegate a specific financial task. And you, you pick it, whether it's investing or paying the bills or, or you know, setting up the budget. Find a task that you can take on as a way to get your foot in the door of the bigger picture. And that might be a good first step to get into the game. And I think more than likely, husbands aren't trying to explicitly disrespect their wives by taking the finances on for themselves. I think a lot of times we are raised to internalize this responsibility to be the leader of the financial stuff in our households. And so I think a lot of men are unknowingly being selfish with the financial stuff because they've been raised to believe it's on them. And they, they're doing their wives a favor by not, by not making them be involved in it. And husbands, hear me out if you're listening to this. They should be involved. And, and you, you can still be the leader. You can still take ownership of that in your family, but you have to let your spouse in and have a say. And you have so much more unity 
if you do that together. And so that's my encouragement. A lot of husbands, they're not trying to hurt their wives. They're not trying to disrespect them. They sincerely believe it's their responsibility, and they're going to eat that if they have to. And the good news is you don't have to. You don't have to. You can do this together. And so thank you all for the comments, the feedback, the criticism. We always enjoy it. We always enjoy hearing your perspective. And we're just grateful that you listened. You know, I can always say if somebody takes a big poop on me um, about something I said, at least I know they took the time to listen to what I said. Now, they might have taken a big poop on me, but I'm grateful that people will at least give me a few moments of their precious time to hear me out. And, and ultimately, if you disagree, that's okay. I hope it makes you think. And, and, and part of the reason we like the feedback is because maybe you have a piece of feedback that we haven't thought about. And maybe we're wrong. And maybe we need to think about a different angle. And so please keep the feedback coming. It's so good. We value it so much. We're grateful that you spend your time with us. And if you'd like to connect with us outside of the podcast, you can find us on Instagram, Meeting Over Money. You can find me, Travis Shelton, on Instagram. You can find our YouTube channel. And of course, you can find Meeting Over Money, our financial course for young adults, where we teach young adults how to live for the meaning and not for the money. And that's at meaningover.money. And as a podcast listener, please don't pay full price. We have a 25% discount for you by using the promo code podcast 25 podcast 25. And so for some of you, this might be a great next step, but for others, you want to continue just listening to the podcast. We are so glad you're here and we hope it continues to add value to your journey. Take care, guys. 